0: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yay. Okay. Woohoo. How are you?
1: Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing good. I always get nervous that these aren't going to work.
1: Oh, no worries. I Something is going to go
0: had. wrong. The internet's going to explode. All right, welcome back to the Miss Art World Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Happy New Year. Uh, today I have a special artist guest, um, Lawrence McCall is with me. Hi Lawrence.
1: Hey, how's it going? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good, um, so ever. you and I met, um, you are doing the diversity walks and talks project for the LAR Show. Yes. So um, you and I met previously, um, when we did your interview outside of the Disney. um,
1: The Garden Walk, Anaheim Garden Walk.
0: Where you have a mural, which is amazing.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: (laughs) And so let's, let's talk a little bit. So I know a little bit about your history, but I really, your history is fascinating from where you came from, where you grew up and how you got into the arts. So let's just start from the beginning. (laughs)
1: At <laughs> right, the beginning. Um, I was born in Baghdad, Iraq. Um, my parents were political refugees. Uh, they left Iraq because we're Syrian and normally we're Christian. So they're persecuted out there because um, majority of it is Muslim. So there's always this fear-based thing with religion. <clears throat> so they immigrated to Rome, I want to say for about a year and then came into Waited, you know, they were waiting for their visas. Then they came into New York. I was already a year old when we left. And then, by the time, you know, from Turkey to, I believe it was Rome, and then Rome to New York. I think was the final destination. Was another year, so I was two years when I entered the U.S. Uh, and then from there, I think we were there for about three months. And then Chicago ever since from when I can remember. You know, growing up as a kid. Um, grew up in like a normal neighborhood I guess you know everyone always says their neighborhood's normal because that's what they know so the Mm -hmm. definition is always subject
0: I feel Uh, like people think of Chicago as being a really tough city like oh I grew up in Chicago you're like oh you must be a badass then do you think that or is that just kind of people's perception of Chicago
1: I, I think there is a difference between it because like uh you know being in san diego for a while like when i was in the marine station there it was a very chill area like the city is super chill you know very laid back just beach vibes just relaxing just not trying to have you know have fun and not bother anyone and uh i remember the first time i went back to chicago when the cubs went to the world series it had been like about 11 years you know this was 2016 and i had just gotten out of the marines and i remember like you know, when you, when you come to California, like, you know, LA, San Diego, like all over, they have the crosswalks where the cars stop for you. and Let, let the pedestrians walk through Chicago is just different. Like the cars just keep going. Like no one's stopping for anyone mm-hmm. until like you literally put your foot out in the middle of the street. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know what? I'm like, I got to flip the switch and come back to kind of like that kind of uh, mentality, like the street where like, no one's going to stop if you don't ask them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you like nobody, they're not they're not mean. There's it's just everyone's doing something. Kind of like, you know, and I, I feel like LA's that way in a bit because there's always something going on. So it's like if you're not direct, kind of like closed mouths, you know, don't get fed.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you're
1: not gonna speak up, no one's gonna say nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Roundabout way, I guess that answers mm-hmm. your question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh yeah. So grew up in Chicago, like I said, um, uh, you know, like sports, like everyone, uh, played basketball a lot. That was around the time when, you know, like the bulls were the team, you know, we had Michael Jordan, uh, we had the three Pete finally, like Chicago was like known for something like, you know, the, the bears always sucked, you know, except for like the 85 bears and, you know, every, everyone held on to that. Cubs were terrible <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> always. And, uh, so yeah, so it was just fun playing basketball during that time. That kind of got me into graffiti because I was in eighth grade around that time and going into high school. They were taking out a lot of uh, funding from the schools, the public schools. So first things that always went was like, you know, uh, physical education and then art. So it seemed like, you know, those are the most easily to be cut from funding. Like, you know, it's still, still to this day, you know, that's the ones that always get cut. And, uh that kind of turned me into or turned me into going toward like graffiti because that's that was the only other venue of art where I learned and saw other stuff you know people putting up characters different letters just manipulating letter forms and stuff like that like I fell in love with it so that kind of got me into that uh you know into the whole hip hop scene um loved the music loved the uh break dancing did that for a little bit was never really that good <laughs> and uh you know, I just always had that respect for it. And then, you know, um, that was, that was pretty much it. Like I was, I would always draw a lot of stuff, you know, like do a lot of graffiti, you know, stuff like that, you know, I was, I was pretty much a, let's say a punk back then, you know, looking back at it. And then I joined the Marines, you know, like after shortly after 911 happened, I was like, you know, I, I wanted to do something. I also wanted to kind of like, you know, play a bigger role in something like that's with it. You know what, that's, that's the grandeur of things. Like, I'm not gonna say that. you know, I don't wanna talk about politics because I hate politics. <laughs> I guess that's the only thing I'll, I'll talk about or I won't talk about. Um, so yeah, so I joined the Marines for, did 13 years. You know, I, I became a father during that time, um, found out about my daughter when she was actually a year and a half old oh okay so you know before that i had no idea about her then you know uh things happened, and i started raising her myself uh and i was stationed in north carolina at the time uh jacksonville north carolina which was really weird you know like having uh yeah just just a weird dynamics of military and then just like small town very mm-hmm. uh south <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just say that and um so yes, yeah, so started raising my daughter came out to california around 2008 and i'm kind of fast tracking everything um still raising my daughter had another daughter i uh, was engaged at the time she is you know my daughters are 14 and nine and uh trinity and Alyssa, and you know just, just just all of that kind of like changed a lot of things, like even in the Marine Corps, like my mentality with how I was looking at it, I remember before I found out about my daughter, I actually wanted to go and be like a tanker, and like just mm-hmm. do all the, you know, like the craziest thing I could think of, and just be like, oh man, that'd be so much fun to do that, you know, it's but it, kind of like a machismo attitude, you know, like you're, you know, you're young, <laughs> you're like I, I don't have nothing to live for, you know, I, I know it sounds kind of I wouldn't say sad but just like kind of weird to hear like you know like you know what what else do I have to live for you know like mm-hmm. let's you know for the glory <laughs> you know like spartan um so did that and you know like I want to say they they kind of like especially my oldest daughter like saved my life you know I've said that a lot of times and uh I always feel like that's true you know like you know I I showed you the, the mural that I did at Anaheim you know it was like never give up and you know I put I put uh, my my oldest daughter amethyst trinity amethyst is her name so I I took a uh, three amethysts and I drew them and then my youngest daughter is Alyssa Lelia so I drew the Lalia. and uh, so that was that was just like something for me. To give back to them from what i've learned from them, you know it's like never give up because I feel from seeing them grow up you kind of like learn, you know, like. Hey, these were the mistakes I made, and even even though you have to let them do that, you know you have to keep going through that. And it's just weird, you know. Like now the shoes on the other foot, you know. <laughs> you always see that, and I know, you know, you're getting ready yourself. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, 2015, I got out of the Marine Corps, and I was still down here in San Diego. I was living in Ramona, <clears throat> which is like in the rural outskirts of San Diego, so it's like very mountain town. Uh, it's beautiful I loved it because it was very nice to like get back to nature something I'd never been around you know growing up in Chicago and then you know like San Diego I was in the city of San Diego for a while and then I just started like uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do afterwards I was still working as a contractor working on my aircraft that I was working on I was a helicopter mechanic and I was working on North Island and I was like you know, uh, what was thinking about what I should do for school. And I was like, you know, I was looking at like nursing and I was like, you know, I'd love to help people, but then I'm like, eh, I don't think I can like see like blood and like actual real stuff happening. I'm like, I don't don't think I do well with that, especially on a human, like, you know, it's different. I can watch it on movies and fake stuff, but like, I can't watch TLC those, those Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways. So got into graphic design, did graphic design, uh, that kind of just like, you know there was like a lot of different stuff in there where we took other classes like painting you know art history and that really got me like you know into a lot of stuff again like you know typography like typography made me start doing graffiti again and like a lot of these other stuff like a lot of the little things that i did in little spurts in the marine corps like you know messing around a lot with photoshop uh, did like one mural in iraq uh, for our shop and that was about it and so, the, and then, like, package design, like, was another thing where I was actually able to kind of, like, take a critical mind, like, engineering and, like, just be able to, like, problem solve and, like, make these, you know, complex packages. And people were, like, well, how'd you think of that? I'm, like, I don't know. It just, I kind of, like, see that in 3D. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, that started making me, like, think about other stuff. Like, I started getting into sculpting. And then, so I finished my degree with the bachelor's in graphic and web design, a minor in web design. And I still wanted to do more. Like, I, you know, I started getting into art shows. I started, uh, you know, I did the mural out there. And I was like, you know, the, you know, just seeing like typography and how everything is just like a different material,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: same concept, you know, like, you know, like now I'm trying to learn digital sculpting on ZBrush and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is the same thing, like sculpting with clay or st- sculpting with uh, plasticine. It's just a different uh, material and different means you know you're using different tools so that kind of got me into all that you know so i think taking all of that is kind of like where where i'm still trying to find my art a lot of people say that you know i have a certain style already i don't i feel that i do and i don't because i'm still exploring new mediums you know like like i said with ceramic and you know like um You know like a lot of the portraits that i'm doing now like i've been infusing like uh flowers and succulents and stuff like that so it's just been kind of fun to like put something like that you know where you wouldn't normally see it in something that would be considered like you know graffiti or street art you know kind of and then like taking something where ceramic like you know the clay is actually an organic material and then you know you always see like vases or these beautiful flowing things and i I come out and I start making stuff that's kind of like very squared off and hard, mm-hmm. you know, taking something that's organic and making it look inorganic. And, you know, people are like, Oh, I thought that was metal. And I'm like, no, it was, you know, it's clay, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's just fun. You know, like I, I think just like a, a play on perspectives is what I've been exploring like a lot lately. Like I did my own alphabet, uh, the anamorphic alphabet where I used uh, pretty much it's both uppercase and lowercase letters in one letter form using one single line that doesn't intersect so it's you know it's like anamorphic like uh uh, mc escher so how he had like stuff where you have to see it from a certain angle you know in order for it to work and so is that so i started playing with that a lot and like kind of like optical illusion and you know it's kind of like the thing where you see the picture of the old lady and the young lady Mm-hmm. and you know half the class is like oh no that's an old lady and half the class is like oh that's a young lady and you know they start arguing about which side is right when they're kind of both right it's like yeah. it just depends on what you're focused on so I, I feel like a lot of stuff in life is like that like you know there's always two sides and then you got to find that middle the middle ground which is always the hardest thing mm-hmm. but yeah so going back to that alphabet that's that's kind of what I started looking at and then um I think taking a lot of uh like i said that's very graphic design so i took that and i actually sketched it out on paper put it into illustrator did some digital versions of that and then you know people liked it so much that i actually started doing it out of wood you know like i, I had the idea in my head for a while i was like you know <laughs> you know people are like oh wow how'd you get so good at that behind the scenes i was Messing up and breaking so many pieces of wood that yeah. people don't see.
0: You're like, you have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: If I had someone else taking like behind the scenes footage, you'd see a lot of it. But most of the time, I'm like too frustrated to even grab my phone.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, so I actually made those out of like little uh, pieces of wood, and I, I, um, you know, and people were like amazed by it. You know, it was just another thing of taking something, you know, intangible from your mind, from what you thought of, and making it tangible. So that's that's the kind of thing that I like to. I think explore with both different mediums, you know, like where I, I believe graphic design is heavy on like a lot of marketing and stuff like that. And I'm, I don't really like to have to sell to people. I'm like, I'd rather be able to be like, Hey, this is what this is. Are they going to like it or not? You know, like, you know, this is a banana. It gives you this much nutrients. This is what it does for you. It's not gonna be like, don't eat that orange, mm-hmm. <laughs> try the banana, you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, which is what marketing used to be, you know, it was just the facts. But, uh, Anyway, so yeah, so it's just like uh, my sculpture brushes, you know, like going from the anamorphic alphabet to the sculpture brushes where I have, you know, different um I take the bristles out and I put different mediums in, like one I had a uh, actual uh 556 five, rounds, the whole casing and everything. And those were replaced instead of the bristles, I had one with uh needles from um, diabetic needles and I actually uh, filled it up with colored resin and made it look like it was splurting out. So
0: this might be a very personal question, but are you diabetic?
1: No, no, no. No. It's okay. just it's just uh needles that I could find, like that, that well, fit how perfectly. How did you
0: find uh needles? I was trying, I was doing a project. This is totally <laughs> off topic. I was doing a project and I wanted needles and I could not uh figure out how to get needles. And I <laughs> I read on um Google, like, oh, you can go in and ask a pharmacist. Needles. And I walk in there, I'm like, hey, can I have some needles? And they're like, no. And I had, I ended up having to get just like plastic needles <laughs> on Amazon because I literally was like, I don't know. I would fail at being a druggie because I have no idea how to get needles.
1: This is what's funny about it. Literally on Amazon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my gosh.
1: what <sighs> did them right on Amazon. Like It was like, I don't know. Twenty of them for thing like three bucks or something, I mean they're diabetic needles, so it's not like yeah. you can use them for whatever people like however you smoke crack or to crack I don't know yeah. <laughs> with the needle you smoke it with the needle, right
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny, think I fun.
1: so yeah, so um. Uh... So so the, that's the thing with like the sculpture brushes, like I have one where it's like a, I don't know, you can probably see like some of them in the background. Mm. You know, there's one with like cigarettes and it's like the marble, it has like the marble, you know, the red and the white stark contrast. So I think it's just kind of like, uh, you know, brush symbolizes where, you know, people have the power to write their own history. So it's always been like the people that can write, you know, that, that the library, you know, they, they always attack libraries and everything like that art Mm -hmm. of a culture so that way it dies and no one can know what it's like you know so i feel like the brush is something that's very powerful you can either you know write about what happened or write about what's going to happen and either way it's like always somewhere right there in the middle you know trying to find that middle ground of this is what you're doing and this is what it's going to lead to kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i don't you know that like that's kind of what i've been exploring with those so so I have a couple more to do with that and then uh like I said I've just enjoyed now like you know with, with a lot of those are like cast so you know I just make a cast of my hand and I, I pour in a mold in there and then it you know it takes it and with that I also like you know I, I always feel like well if I can do that one way I'm like can I actually do it by my hands like in a physical world like with some different materials so that's why I liked getting with clay and like doing like a you know, I've been asking like women of color and, and stuff like that. I'm like, I want to do more of those because you know you always see like Aphrodite and all these like Greek goddesses and you know Roman sculptures. And I'm like, I I don't want to. You know, I see those all the time. To me, it's you know growing up in Chicago is like diverse to me. You know, it's like every every block was a different neighborhood. Like you you know you had like Greeks in this area, you had uh, Polish people, you had Irish. Then you went a couple blocks Mexican. You know, depending on which way you went, Puerto Rican, black, it it was like very segregated, which was always a little weird to me, but like I always had people that I knew in those pockets and I would just like always go around freely, kind of like in lunch and like high school, I would always walk around to, you know, you always had the cliques, you know, like you had, you know, you had Asians or Filipinos, Filipinos and, you know, the different, you know, Chinese or Japanese, you know, black. Then you had the Mexican, Puerto Rican, different gangs all split up and i just have friends in every circle that i was like well i'm not gonna you know to me like everyone's important so i think with that like uh, going back to the whole sculpture thing you know like you always see like you know people are like oh why are they making such a big deal about this well if it's something that you see every day that's what your idea is of something so the more, the less you see of it the more different it is you know like it's not it's not something that you're accustomed to so it's like weird so that's a whole point of diversity you know like wh- wh- what you're trying to tackle with
0: mm-hmm. with your
1: project so <clears throat> i guess that's the biggest thing like i've always tried to uh kind of like struggle with i guess you know like growing up where where i'm from uh I, I never really like i know right now i have like you know a beer and a mohawk you know like most of the time, you know, like I, I look, I didn't look Middle Eastern, you know, like people always confuse me for like Puerto Rican or Mexican or something like that, you know, or Italian or, you know, and I always had the weird in-betweens too, like, you know, I've always had something weird come up, but uh, just knowing that, like, uh, I, I think that's the thing that we have to use, like our art for, like, you know, to show a different perspective, kind of like be like, know like i said like the people with the paintbrush you know they're the ones that write history they're the ones that are going to get remembered so if you don't give that same uh kind of like soapbox you know podcast or whatever that that uh that audience that stage for someone to do that then they're not going to be recognized so i think that's what it what it has to be shown like you know I don't know. I think I'm getting. I think I'm going off on a tangent right there. No, no. It's
0: uh, it's really interesting that you say that because for my project, which it for those who don't know, um, I'm interviewing as many people as I can from all walks of life. Like, if you're willing to interview, I will interview you. There's yeah. no like, hey, I need this. You don't have to
1: be an artist. <laughs>
0: um. And I have a a few very close friends that I've asked who I thought would be perfect for this project. Like they're very um, political and they have a lot to say and they are um, advocates for women's rights. And um, when I've asked them to interview with me, um, they are very hesitant. They're like, and and a lot of them are women, um, and they're just no, I don't think so. Like, I don't want to be, I don't know if I can my voice, yeah, or they're just not confident mm. in their own voice or they're too shy. And I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for you to advocate for everything that you have been saying in your life and want to make a difference in the world, absolutely. Um, and to not to use that opportunity blows my mind. And I won't pressure anyone because I want to respect their right, direction. Right. But I think for you, it's so, it's so wonderful to see an artist that says, hey, look, my perspective is important. And I see the diversity within myself as a opportunity to share within my work. And I think that makes such a big difference in our culture, in our society. Because I'll never know what your perspective is if you right. refuse to share it with me. Yeah. So yeah. and
1: it's and it's and it, you know like uh everyone everyone has like the same uh, intrinsic struggles, like the basic struggles, like you know like oh what am I going to eat? Where am I going to sleep? You know who who loves me and who do I love? You know like you know the, the basic necessities you know food shelter water you know and then uh just going into that like i i do feel like every especially nowadays like you said like you know you don't understand why they would want to be interviewed because everyone's dissected like for every little thing they say like oh he said this or oh he was he he laughed when this happened you know so someone can take something out of context and I think that's a thing that people are like afraid of. Like, you know, like I, I I did the one project where the the Trump toilet, you know, I call it the Douche Trump, you know, uh, ode to Marcel Duchamp. I guess I'll say the history of this because people that are probably listening don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I have a I have a gold toilet of, you know, it's it's literally a toilet that I spray painted gold and on the inside I you know, I painted Donald Trump's face in there with the hole, where the hole goes in for your waist to get flushed away was his mouth. And I made a little ceramic poop out of there, out of like a uh, Sculpey. <laughs> and then I just put like all the stuff that he said literally around the toilet wall, you know, like, you know, uh, witch hunt probe, I, you know, I, it, it was like stuff that I couldn't even like make up there. Like, where'd you get all this stuff? I'm like, literally the news. So i like, I didn't have to like make anything up. Like, Yeah you know, the fake news or whatever you want to call it. Um, So I did that and I knew being in the Marines, like a lot of my friends were, you know, you you have a certain type of personality in there. Majority of it is very, you know, alpha. So when you talk differently about something or, or, you know, like your idea, like I always, I always bumped with the brass. You know, like that, you know, I got, I got in a lot of trouble. I always, they're always like, well, why are you fighting for this guy? Why are you doing this? I'm like, well, that's what the book says. And that's what, that's what anyone should do. Like, it shouldn't matter what, that this person's the, you know, the CEO or the Sergeant Major or the Sergeant Major of this, or the president of the United States. It's like, if you're a shitty human being and you're using your position of power, not the way you're supposed to, and you're just trying to like influence other people and make their lives like shit. And I'm gonna speak up. And I, I think that's a lot of times like that always bumped with a lot of people. Like, you know, they're like, hey, you're you know, you're you're burning bridges. And I'm like, well, let them light the path for whatever's next, you know. <laughs> like
0: mm-hmm.
1: honestly, like there's so much in this world where like it like I, I just think it's wrong. So going back to that, like you know, it's his face inside of there with all the stuff he says on like a nice, like fake wood board with like a Red, like I made a pedestal for it and I took it and I put it on the Hollywood Star the, mm-hmm. the on the Walk of Fame and people were like how'd you do that you know where'd you get the permit from and you know, <laughs> and some people that knew that you don't have to get anything were like man when'd you do it when no one was around I was like no I did it in broad daylight <laughs> I, like, serious?
0: And, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: I walked up there I had my friend uh Jeremy Jeremy Cree he helped me out and uh you know, just walk there, literally put it there. Cause I mean, I didn't vandalize anything literally. It's just toilet put next to it. If anything, it's dumping or there's that guy in the red trench coat that was always pissed off. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just think like something like that, like, especially like with graphic design too, like that's another thing where you have to market, you know, you have to be like, Hey, I can do this and I can do that. So when you do something like that, like putting something as big as like a Trump toilet and, you know, you know, I know it didn't get like national news or anything like that, but to a lot of people, that's like, whoa,
0: Mm. I
1: don't want to, I don't want to affiliate myself with you. So I think that's where a lot of people get afraid of. Like, as soon as they say something, I'm like, why? I'm like, like, just because like, if you're Muslim, cool, you're Muslim. Like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now I know what you are. (laughs) Like, I don't have to sit here and think like, oh, maybe you're doing this. Maybe you're doing that you know, like the I feel the more open you are sometimes, the the better it is, like just be upfront about it. So that mm-hmm. way you can be like, well, this person kind of goes with this side. I don't really jive with that side. So I'm going to go with this person. And I think a lot of people with like graphic designer, like where they're not willing to risk like their, their monetary value, you know, like, oh, I, I want to be associated with this kind of like the NBA in China, like,
0: mm-hmm. Ooh, we don't want
1: to touch that, you know, like, we're just going to be in the middle and we're not gonna say nice we're just gonna you know smile and wave (laughs) yeah and i'm like you can't do that when there's like like people that are that are living shitty ways or you know talking about people or people are trying to make a better way for themselves by coming across the border like i get it not everyone you know there's legal channels but it's like at certain points something needs to happen anyways not to go too political that's (laughs) the thing that's see so that's the implication where you start doing something like that. It's like, well, well, what do they believe? And where, where's this rabbit hole go? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think
1: with that, like, I'd rather be more direct, like, Hey, look, it's not about politics. It's about being a good human being. Like, you know, like I said, I have two daughters. I would never talk about my daughter and be like, yeah, she's pretty hot. If she wasn't my daughter, I would like, no, <laughs> like, I think we, ta- I don't know if we talked about that that day, but it's just like, it goes back to that. Like, just be a good person. Like everyone messes up. Like I've made, I've made a ton of mistakes in my life and I'm still going to make mistakes, you know? And it's, it's just a habit. It's like, but the moment you don't realize that you made a mistake and that you were the, the, the cause for that. And the only person that can help you is you, is you. So you need to change yourself. I think that's when like, it starts being bad when you're like, Oh no, no, this happened because this person or that person. So that that's that's where I'm attacking that whole toilet thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah, so Do you still
0: have the toilet or was it taken no,
1: away? I, I left it there. <laughs> I okay. Left it there. I took a couple of like drone shots and a couple of videos and photos and then just walked away.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: kinda like my uh I, I needed to let go of it because I'm like I had it for a while. I had it in uh in a gallery down here at uh San Diego at Mesa College Gallery. And I had it set up like a toilet stall, and I I had it at a couple of other venues like that also, like Connect San Diego, and I, I let people just tag all over it, and people loved it. Like it was, you, you know, just to see people's response to it, like what they were saying, what they wanted to say. Like some of it was pretty childish, but you know that's that's the thing. Just let people be in the moment, you know. So it was great. So so no, I don't have it no more. It was a nice close to it, and I think it was like just before you got impeached by the house or whatever stage they're at right now. Like, like I said, I don't care. So I felt like that was kind of good. Like I just need to get rid of it, you know, just, just shedding more stuff, getting ready to travel and mm-hmm. yeah. So.
0: Um, so one thing that I thought was really interesting, just listening from what you were talking about, well, actually two things that I want to circle back. So you talked about your style and how some people say that you have a style, and you are you in between where you are still looking for your style, or do you think you have a style but you're still wanting to improve it or pinpoint it or really? I feel like you're you're one of the few artists that does have a style, but you are so open to experimenting that your style will just always continue evolve. to evolve yeah
1: yeah and that's the thing like I you know like with doing the ceramics a lot of stuff like I'm doing like spray cans and I'm like you know I have an ideas for like different stuff exploding out of it and you know like casting it in different materials and just making it look differently like you know a different perspective on it you know like you wouldn't expect to see like you know a lot of people are like oh this is a spray can I'm like yeah they're like what is it metal I'm like no it's ceramic and they're like what do you mean ceramic like like a dish like a plate you know it's it's just weird to see something that's like you know has that kind of perspective where it's like oh it's street art but here it is and something that shouldn't be meant for something like that you know like it's ceramic it's something for like like porcelain like I can take porcelain and I can make a spray can out of that and people have done stuff like that and uh I, I just like going through that and being like well if I can adapt it to. You know two two two-dimensional like on on illustrator can i paint the same thing now if i can paint it can i do it on a mural without using like a projector can i do it without using tape you know some stuff yes some stuff no and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it is just like getting uncomfortable like you know like getting into doing like you know doing my own stuff like a drone video and everything like that and editing i think it just makes everything a little bit easier for me but then I think just like how you probably are where you're doing your art and then you have your you know everything else like everyone has something else that they're always doing side hustle to the side hustle to the side hustle Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so it's like I think it just it's it's a way of keeping it's kind of like mental aerobics you know where it's like you know you're not staying stagnant so it's like okay I did three sets of this now I need to go do back. You know, I, d- I just did the front. I did chest. Now I need to do back. So Your it's like, okay, I did robot. digital. <laughs> I did digital. Now I'm going to do actual tactile and I'm going to try to sculpt something. Okay, that was kind of cool. I'm going to, you know, and I'm not saying like one's more mindless than the other, but it's like sometimes I like just to sketch something stupid, very cartoony, illustrated, like, you know, draw my dogs or something like that, or me <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, like do these different, you know, mashups of characters. And I I just think it's like a fun way of breaking everything up. Where it's like, every time I look at like art, like say from like comic comics from like you know uh, political comics from like the 1860s, you'll see that, and you kind of see like the same comic feel coming into like you know modern day comics. Like if if you just add different colors or anything like that, you'll see a lot of artists doing that. I feel like everything's just an evolution of the same thing before and we're just you know and I think that's where graffiti and like street art is has always attracted me because it's very in the moment mm-hmm. so it's like if something's happening it's there and you know with humans like we're always onto to the next thing like you know everything's so fast so it's like that's the same thing with graffiti it's like you know you go to Miami you know Wynwood Arts District and it's like one year they have one set of artists and then the whole next year completely yeah. different artist
0: Eyeballs <laughs> watering
1: oh no you're fine <laughs> so it's just like you know it's temporary it's like constant evolution it's like you know you shouldn't be where you were a year ago you should be hopefully on a better path you know if not if if you haven't made gradual steps like you know you're still going toward it or you're not going backwards you know that's mm-hmm. that's the uh, that's what I hope for you know at least with my art like I'm like I said, I, I think I have a style, but I just try to adapt it to different materials and different different methods of, like, you know, public art or some kind of storytelling. You know, like, that's, that's all art is, like, why are you doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know?
0: When, so, for you, the the big question, like, why are you doing what you're doing? Would you say that you have an overall concept that you're always thinking about within the different mediums that you're doing?
1: Uh, sometimes. Yes. Like in, you know, it's kind of like, I do some abstract art. So it's like, like I said, sometimes it's fun to just like let go and be in the moment mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you'll come back to something and look at it and you'll be like, oh, I never saw that before that way. You know? And it's like, or someone else will say, oh, this looks like that. So I think with with my art, it depends. If it's graphic design, yes, like I'll have a intent for it. Like if I'm trying to do a sticker or something like that or a mashup, I usually try to think of like how I can do that. Like when I did the Buzz Lightyear and, you know, I, yeah, I put him with a beard and a mohawk and I was like, well, how am I going to make that look like me? Mm-hmm. So it, you know, and it came out, you know, I, everyone loves it. So I'd say it's pretty good. <laughs> but it, it's like, it it depends on the, uh I guess the end result. You know, like sometimes I'm just having fun with something, and maybe it'll just end up being something a little bit more serious. Where like someone would be like, "Oh no," like the toilet. The toilet was kind of like just a, a stick kind of thing. Like, like you know, this was I think even before he said like the whole shithole comment. I think it had started working on that, and then I was like, "This is funny." I'm like, I'm like I can't write. Like fate, mm-hmm. fate is like speaking to me right now so and and i think with like i said with my perspective my background uh you know being a minority and then like kind of like always having that in between where like people were like oh but you're from this country so you're muslim and i'm like no i'm not muslim like oh you speak arabic no i don't speak arabic even in marine corps like a quick funny story in boot camp they ask you like hey who speaks another language you know you like raise your hand you know you're there like scared to scared to death to do anything and uh they're like what do you what do you speak I'm like Assyrian they're like what is it I'm like Assyrian like, what's it like? I was like Assyrian I was like similar to Hebrew they're like is it Arabic? I was like no it's
0: <laughs>
1: you know so like they couldn't wrap their brain around like that it was something they never heard of so it's kind of like that comment. Have you ever heard? Like once your brain expands past a certain point, you can't shrink it back down to fit into a previous like thought, like, you know, like mm-hmm. some people are so close-minded that you can't fit it back and you're like, it just hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think with that, with, with that perspective that I have going through it and seeing like a lot of things firsthand. And like I said, like the changes that I saw take, take effect in me, uh, I think at it, it, it sometimes it does, like, I have to, I have to think about what I'm doing, you know, like, I, I can't just, you know, like I can't take pictures, like, you know, like I have friends that have the accounts like that, that take pictures and like, you know, where I get at marketing sex sells, all that stuff. And I'm like, it's eh, not what I want to do. I don't want to do something where I'm just like drawing someone super popular, like some artist or like some musician that said something cool. And I'm like, that's that's not what I want to make art about like I drew uh Asada Shakur I was like you know I'll draw them I'll draw like Martin Luther King or someone like that I'm like I don't I don't want to just draw anyone I'm like I'd rather make someone up and draw someone of color than draw like you know no offense to Cardi B or if people like her I'm like yeah just not my type you know so I think in in me depending on it and that's one of my dogs dreaming oh. <laughs> But uh, like, like I said, it all depends on the medium. And But for most of them, yes, I do have like an idea of what I want to do. Like I said, my the anamorphic alphabet, I was like, you know, I want to see if – I'd never seen anyone do something like that where they took upper and lowercase letters in one form. And, I, you know, and a lot of typography is, you know, like a M will be a certain width and length, and, you know, you have ascenders, descenders, X height, all these different things like rules of typography where like you know the shoulder and this is the arm and this is you know uh the bowl of the of the letter e and the o so it's like i took everything of that and i constrained it into certain proportions you know like seven by four
0: Mm. pretty
1: much like blocks and just used you know trying to trying to use one line that didn't like intersect and then like keep coming back so it was just like uh try to see how I could limit myself in a constrained proportion. And then sometimes, like, like I said, with abstract art, sometimes I like to just like uh, do some typography where I explore like more graffiti style. And then I'll do like something that's kind of like, like illuminated manuscripts. I really like those a lot. So, like I said, I think that's where like, I, I get this like hodgepodge of ideas and, you know, I'm probably just doing the same thing other people are doing. I'm just trying to adapt it to my, my philosophy, my, my perspective, you know, so, mm-hmm. so that, that answers.
0: <laughs> no, it's good. And I, I just looked at the time and I'm like, how are we already almost out of time? <laughs> blows my, blows my mind. Um, but tell me before we wrap up, what is on, what's the next adventure for you? What's your next project?
1: Next project. Uh, I'm hoping to get at least one or two more murals before i leave i'm actually going to france i'm going to uh champagne france i have a artist residency for four weeks up there and after that i'm just pretty much traveling the world um <laughs> no plans really i'm just gonna backpack across europe and then go from there to asia and you know those, uh, parts of africa wherever i can travel it's going to be safe depending on what time it is and then you know, Africa, Asia, like I said, Europe, South America, and then just do art. Like I just want to go there and hopefully be like, Hey man, you know, buy me some lunch. Let me eat at your restaurant and I can paint a mural for you or do something, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and just, I I think like today what I was thinking about is like, you know how they say like life is all about experience. And I think like the more experience you have, it's kind of like the more lives you live. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So like, um, you know, like I was in the Marines, I, I grew up in Chicago, I saw all these other places, you know, not that many places that were very extravagant, but it feels like, you know, like I, I was a mechanic before I joined the Marines, I joined the Marines, I was a mechanic on helicopters, <laughs> not that much different, but, uh, and you know, and I'm back to art, and it seemed just like the, the more stuff I'm open to, the more stuff that I'm willing to do, you know, and kind of like Embracing just being myself, like not worried about what anyone thinks, you know. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, you're going out there and you don't know when you can come back." I'm like, no. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, to them that's scary because there's no n- nothing saying what's going to happen the next day, and I'm like, I I kind of want that, you know. Like that's a whole part of growing right now, so that that's the next thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's it's super exciting. You're going to France and I love that you're just going to continue to travel and do your art um, for your residency. Was it um, like an application where you have to submit a project and then at the end of the residency, you're finished with it or how does, how does your residency work?
1: So mine is with uh, Chateau Orvo. I, I hope I'm saying that, um, you know, I'm pretty sure it's probably not hundred percent accurate. But um I I applied and it was funny because uh, I applied and I was like, you know, it think it was like $35, $40 to apply. And it's if if like you're a returning applicant, you know, it's free. So I was like, well, if they say no now, I can apply again next year and I won't have to pay. I'm like, what's what's the worst that's gonna happen? They say no. So um, it was like October. Uh, you know, I I applied. I don't think I made a proposal for anything i think i submitted like a couple of photos of different uh art that i did on maybe five or you know anywhere from five to ten somewhere around there submitted photos and then didn't hear nothing back and then like um you know i was going through some stuff in october uh a lot a lot of life-changing things that happened and like everything all at once you know i was like getting rid of my house Uh, my daughter wanted to go live with her mom and you know and then I got that email so it was like it was just a crazy coincidence of things like just happening like all at once like you know like I I know it sounds like you know from from going 13 years of like like, having someone there with me and I tell those people all the time like that's the weirdest uh, thing for me now is like just being on my own Mm, mm -hmm. like I don't have to worry about like oh hey did you take a shower did you brush your teeth like it's just me now so (laughs) and uh so it's, it's that's, that's just the fun thing. Like I, I applied for that, got that email that day and then that's it. So it's like they, all they ask is, you know, you don't have, it, they ask for one item. They're like, you know, you can choose to submit an item at the end of your residency and it will stay in their permanent collection or you don't have to. Oh, that's cool. Well, so why would I <laughs> like, sure. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to bring it home and put it on my desk. I was like, might as well keep it somewhere where other people can see it. <laughs> So that was pretty much it. Um, I applied for another residency in Iceland, like hopefully after that. So we'll see what happens with that one. And that one, I think they asked for like a little bit of a proposal. So I just, you know, just kind of put one together and that was about it. But this one, no, just like I said, that was pretty much it and complete surprise to me. I, you know, I had applied to a lot here in like San Diego, LA area, like Southern California. And nothing like you know rejection letters galore.
0: (laughs) Of course, the story of an artist. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And you know, like you always hear people like, oh, you know, stay here, stay here. You know, like network, network. And I was just like, what's the worst that's gonna happen if I go somewhere else? Mm -hmm. So I was like, so I just submitted to it. You know, I saw it on literally, I saw it on a on on an ad on Instagram, saw it, clicked it, and I was
0: like, let
1: me apply, Mm -hmm. and just did it. And you know, and that that was a funny thing is like I got accepted into that Uh, art shows in L.A you know it's like the more you step out of your bubble i think you kind of like challenge yourself where you know you you just grow beyond your limitations like you know if you if this is all you see here and you don't see the rest of it you don't know what you're missing so like going back to it like it's all about the experience so i'd rather go out there experience everything and you know like actually see what's going on in the world you know like not behind the screen. Yeah. you know, I I have that opportunity. So I'm not knocking anyone that, (laughs) but, you know, thankfully. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. that's really cool. So uh, if people are trying to find you, um, share with us your Instagram, and then I know you have a website as well.
1: Yeah. So my Instagram is Lawrence McHale. It's just my first name. And I know that's kind of weird when I say just my first name, because it's spelled L-O-U-R-A-N-S and then McHale, M-I-K-H-A-I-L and that's pretty much my website uh my instagram i have a twitter i have a facebook that i hardly ever get on i have a tiktok now because gary v keeps on talking about it <laughs> and uh yeah so that's about it um just you know i use my name now like no more like graffiti like using an alias which mm-hmm. is always cool but for now my art it's my message
0: mm-hmm.
1: so wonderful yeah. <laughs> thank you Catherine.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on. I super appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again in February. Walk Absolutely. the runway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the
0: L.A. Art Show. <laughs>
1: it's um, gonna be a blast. <laughs>
0: you know what you're wearing yet?
1: Uh, no, no. Probably okay. it'll probably be bow tie and suspenders.
0: <laughs> oh, I like the bow tie look. Great. That's
1: it's, amazing. It's, it's been my look. <laughs>
0: Gotta like a guy in a yeah. bow tie, like some. If yeah. you could pull off a bow tie, you're say you're you're doing good in life.
1: And you have to uh, a self-tied bow tie, not a pre-tied one.
0: Yes, my <laughs> husband totally agrees with you, and he can point out when it's not.
1: <laughs> it looks too real.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 he must tie his own bow ties.
1: Thirteen years in the Marine Corps, I still had to look at an app to tie it to, to tie a tie. But I could tie a bow tie without even looking in the mirror now, like in like less than 10 seconds. And I'm just like, and I'm like, how can I do that? And people are like, you can't tie a bow. I'm like, no, I, for a full Windsor, I'm like, I have to look at it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, February.
0: All right. Well, bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Miss Art World Podcast on Instagram, as well as the artworldpodcast.com. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Take care.